Gracious Heavenly Father, we praise you for you are merciful God. You are mightily merciful to miserable, selfish sinners like us. Truly, we don't deserve your salvation and love, but we do need your mercy and grace more than anything, more than ever. As we are facing the most critical and dangerous winter in our country's health history, deliver us for your goodness and greatness. In the name of our Savior and the Shepherd Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Let us read 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 1 to 10. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 1 to 10. Dear friends, this is now my second letter to you. I have written both of them as a reminders to stimulate you to wholesome thinking. I want you to recall the words spoken in the past by the holy prophets and the command given by our Lord and Savior through your apostles. Above all, you must understand that in the last days, scoffers will come, scoffing and following their own evil desires. They will say, where is this coming, he promised? Ever since our ancestors died, everything goes on as it has since the beginning of creation. But they deliberately forget that long ago, by God's words, heavens came into being and the earth was formed out of water and by water. By these waters also the world of that time was deluged and destroyed. By the same word, the present heavens and earth are reserved for fire, being kept for the day of judgment and destruction of the ungodly. But do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and thousand years are like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief. Heavens will disappear with a, law, with a roar. The elements will be destroyed by fire, and the earth and everything done in it will be laid bare. Hallelujah. Amen. Peter uh, here responds to the scoffers in two major ways. First of all, Peter said they deliberately forgot God's word in verse 5, especially about the flood story in Genesis. Peter believed in God's judgment at the end of his story when Christ returns because God did judge the world once before. Peter believed that God's word about his past judgment so that now he believes again God's word about his future judgment. On the contrary, the scoffers, they deliberately and intentionally ignored and neglected God's word. So Peter was telling us, when scoffers attack us, pay attention to God's word. And that's where, we, that's where we find our answers. 
And here we learn that Christian hope is not a daydream or even pious wish, but it's a future promise based on, based on and proven by the past promise, which was already fulfilled and again proven. Verse 7, by the same word, the present heavens and earth are reserved for fire, being kept for the day of a judgment and the destruction of an ungodly. So we believe God's judgment because God already judged it before. And the Bible tells us there's a one more and final and everlasting judgment of God. And also we must realize that God's judgment is, is, is not always a negative. It's all, it is it, a balance act of punishing the evil and then giving a new hope and a new, new beginning, just like Noah's family and the whole humanity had a new beginning in the past. I want to also clarify some people's misreading of the Bible verse in the verse 10. The element will be destroyed by fire. You know, some I heard, some pastors actually, many, uh, some pastors from Dallas or train at the Dallas, they are saying that the elements here in Greek means uh, atom. You know, so therefore atoms will, I mean, the elements will be destroyed by fire. It actually prophesizing about thermonuclear war. Uh, I confess that one time, actually, I said that to him, the Bible said it. But after, you know, Greek texts, it's not atom. It's a Greek text, is a stoicheion, which means a basic principle of rudiment. So we have to recognize that the first judgment, God purged the evil in the world at the time of Noah by water. God didn't destroy the world. Yes, God destroyed partially to purge the world. God did not annihilate, annihilate the world. So second judgment is also purging and cleaning. And Peter said, earth and everything done in, done in it after the fire will be laid bare, ready to be reclothed. So he's talking about purging and the remaking. That's the language. Once again, ancient people's way of, uh, they, they get rid of uh, garbage by burning. So don't take this uh, uh, destroyed by fire means a total destruction of earth. And the promise of a new heaven and earth does not point at a different planet like a Mormons believe uh, for, uh, in their eschatology or some kind of spiritual heaven. Here, the new heaven and new earth means God will remake and perfect and earth and everything for his eternal dwelling place with us. Second, Peter gives a theological reason to scoffers that God's unfulfilled promise of a second coming and judgment does not mean God's slowness and forgetfulness, but it rather reveals God's utmost patience. And before I talk about God's patience, Peter said, uh, verse 8, that with the Lord, a day is like a thousand years and thousand years like a day. This word is a Peter's adaptation of a Psalm 94. 
Psalm chapter 90, verse 4. For a thousand years in your sight are like a day that has gone by, Lord, or like a watch in night. The point of this verse in Psalms is that God, being eternal and does not experience time as we do, what seems like a long ages to us is a mere blip in time to God. When we read about God in the Bible, we should always remember that every human language about God must be understood or employed theologically, not anthropologically or literally. Though God is personal being, personal being like us, we have to remember more than anything, God is a transcendent. He is a creator who sits above, beyond and time and space. So let us remember humbly our, our human language of God must be really read it in humbly and under the guidance of the Holy Spirit. And all theological language points and meant to be one thing, that is to, to understand and re reveal the heart of God. So P here Peter, Peter tells us what God's heart here, where God's heart is in his final judgment, and especially his delaying his final judgment. Peter said, God is being patient. In that, Peter knows God's patience means his love. Peter knows God's desire to save everyone in the world. In that sense, Peter is saying the same thing that Paul said in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 4. God wants all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. For Peter, this time of waiting is also a time of working for evangelism and mission in the world. Both Peter and Paul and all early Christians know one thing about God's heart. That is, God does not want anyone to perish, but everyone to be saved. God wants to give the best chance and to everyone now, in that respect, do we give a best chance and the most patient to everyone, especially our VIPs? Let us recognize that every day, our God is a patient and long-suffering with us and with our world. He is a delaying His judgment on evil and injustice, not because He doesn't care about us, but, but actually it's the opposite. Because his utmost care, he is giving us another day of a second chance. We are living each day closer to God's final judgment. And let us not take it for granted. Let us make each day a day to really please the Lord and work with him. Work on the Holy Spirit to bring other people to recognize God's saving grace. Let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, you are mighty, truly in your mercy. Lord, as we receive your mighty mercy, close each one of us with your mighty mercy and patience toward our family members and our BIPs and especially with everything going on in this pandemic. 
people are being very impatient and they are really making everyone dangerous, even the loved ones. Lord, we pray that you will protect us, especially the next three months in this uh, winter. This is a really darkest winter we never faced before. Have a mercy on everyone, and especially in this world and our country. Help us to exercise our patience and discipline with your patience and with your promise. You are mighty God, mighty to save us. And we long for the day that we can get back together and worship you in person. And we, we long for the day that we see Jesus face to face and truly praising him in his presence. In his precious name we all pray. Amen.